welcome back to Mark My Words, episode 3, week 2, recap and week 3 predictions with Rob. And Scott. And we will be breaking down everything that happened in week 2, as well as week 3's exciting action. We have some good matchups again. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a bad matchup all year in the NFL. Got some. seems like every team is really good this year, so it's going to be endless 18 weeks of madness. And uh, we're going to get right into the game that happened last night on TV, if you can call it a game, Bills and Titans. Uh, Bills demolishing the Titans, 41-7, to crazy atmosphere, and finally getting their uh, gut punch to the team that has had uh, their number the past couple years. So a good revenge game for the Bills. As a Bills fan, absolutely fun to watch that game. The Bills really took it to him. Stefan did, because absolutely incredible performance. 148 yards, three touchdowns. Allen with over 300 yards and four touchdowns. And they were all pulled out before the fourth quarter even started. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. That's a three-quarter uh, stat line for all those guys. <laughs> I mean, sorry to any fantasy owners who, who had them and were thinking, oh, yeah, I'm breaking the high score in my league this year. Oh, wait, they're sitting there, guys, but... Uh, I think they did more than their fair share for your team. <laughs> I know they won. They probably won your game, right? On oh, both your leagues. definitely won me a couple games. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I, I love that Diggs-Allen connection. I feel like they kind of lost that a little bit towards the end of last year. But it's right back where it was to begin. Um, and no, not a loss of production at all in the Bills passing game without Gabe Davis there. <laughs> Could not even tell. Still is able to turn to almost anybody. Jake Kumro, Reggie Gilliam, Mackenzie Knox, everybody getting involved there. And just a really cool game. Yeah. I mean, I kind of that's kind of the thing uh, when you, one of your big targets goes down. It's like, in the long run, it probably doesn't benefit you. But in the short term like this, you don't really know who's going to be the second target in this case after Diggs. And going back to the offseason, I was a big proponent of the Bills drafting another wide receiver early. Or picking one up in free agency. So if Davis is out any type of long term, maybe we'll see how that works out. But it worked out pretty well in this one game. Yeah, and hey, Otto Beckham's still available, so. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you come in with the sky high expectation that the Bills did, and did they somehow over exceed them to this point? I think they have. I mean, they came right out in week one and smacked the Rams, Super Bowl championship in their stadium 31 set or 31 to 10 and then they come and just demolish the titans 41 17 that's like what combined score of like 72 to 17 in their in their two games they played. Yeah, just crazy. it's incredible that is insane i mean that that's incredible and it's not like they were running up the score in this one you know like a lot of that damage was they didn't score anything in the fourth so that was three quarters just blowing the titans away so, I mean, that, yeah, that's a mark of a good team right there when you can blow a team away like that. But uh, the close ones as well, can they win those? Uh, so they got, you know, some, some good games coming up. The Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, and then the big one, the Chiefs. So they'll definitely get tested more as uh, the road goes down. But playing two very formidable teams in the first two weeks and doing very well against them, really nothing stood in their way. 
And then we got uh, we got my favorite team. We got Packers also having their way with the Chicago Bears. Uh, it's a great thing to see that we still own them very much. <laughs> and uh, 27 to 10, the final score there. Uh, really happy to see this from the Packers. Uh, kind of a get-right game after the Week One disaster, which I wasn't surprised by at all. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers throwing for 234 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Sammy Watkins showing some flashes, almost 100 yards receiving. Uh, but the real story here was the run game uh, and Aaron Jones uh, racking up over 150 yards combined with two touchdowns and A.J. Dillon getting 61 yards on the ground. Uh, just pure domination for the Packers in the run game against the Bears. And while I was watching that game, it seemed like every time you looked, the Packers' run game was just gashing the Bears yeah. as they just marched down the field with their run game. And it makes it so much easier for, for Rodgers and the receivers. And, like, a lot of the, the analysts, you know, and, and other fans are saying that we need to get, uh, you know, the receive, the young guys more targets and catches. But I think just being out on the field and just seeing, you know, how the, you know, how the offense is running is, is going to help them, you know, substantially. I don't think you need to be targeting them every game for them to continue to improve. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's about winning games. And if throwing to you know, Randall Cobb and Robert Tunyon is going to help you win games over throwing to Dobbs and Watson. By all means, you know, throw to those guys. 100%. It's a win now year for the Packers uh, with Aaron Rodgers on his uh, $50 million, uh, a year contract. So They're going to do whatever it takes to get it done. And this yeah. week they got done definite good right game, just as I said in our last episode. Yeah. The Bears are, one of, are the team that we really have not struggle with at all. I mean, like a lot of division rivals facing inferior teams like Colts and Jaguars, they just seem to have trouble for whatever reason. Not the case with this, the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Uh, another interesting uh, uh, thing I saw from the Packers is uh, their defensive pass rush was just amazing. Preston Smith, one of the most underrated pass rushers in the game. Uh, I noticed last year his speed improved substantially. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but he really gets after the quarterbacks. He had uh, he has nine sacks in his last ten chances, so that's kind of when you break through the line, get to the quarterback, uh, is, counts as a chance. And he's sacked the quarterback nine out of his last ten times in getting a chance, so kind of a cool stat there. Yeah, really good percentage there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, very excited about this, about what the Packers showed. It was a... Uh, completely what I, ex I expected their offense to be. That's, I think that is like how they want to run their offense, and they were able to do so. Alright, and now buying it or denying it. So a lot of crazy things happened last week. Some people have some overreactions, some knee-jerk reactions, but some of them could be true. So, Scott, are you buying it or denying it? So here we go. So, Matt Ryan, starting off real slow with the Colts. Uh, they're 0 and, or sorry, 0 1 and 1, uh, zero wins in two weeks after some high expectations. Um, so Matt Ryan looking absolutely horrible. Has four interceptions in his first two games. Some people are saying that he's washed. Are you buying it or denying it? Well, for this one, I think I'm gonna have to be buying it oh. to start. I, I don't want to, but I can't deny it right now. So I'm gonna have to be buying it. So you're not you're not feeling confident that old no. Matty Ice can turn things around there. I mean, a lot of injuries in week two. I mean, 60% completion percentage. Ugh. Not good at all. No. And the four interceptions. 
I mean, and the two teams they played, well, Jacksonville and Houston. Terrible teams. Terrible teams. They should easily have been able to take care of business in those. Yeah. And they haven't been. The only one touchdown for him throughout those two games as well. I mean, you got to beat your division teams. Got to beat them. Those are important games. I mean, I know both Rob and I had much bigger expectations for Matt Ryan than what he has done so far. Yeah. And you don't want to overreact, but um, right now I'll have to buy that he's more washed than we believed. All right. Buying it or denying it. So Tua and the Dolphins rally to beat the Ravens in one of the best comebacks you'll ever see. Tua throwing for 469 yards and six touchdowns as the Dolphins just crush the hearts of all Ravens fans. So are the Dolphins legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Are you buying it or denying it? I will be denying it. Oh. They have definitely cemented in my mind that they are going to be playoff contenders in the AFC, but I don't think they're near Super Bowl contenders yet. I'm not willing to put them in that conversation. Really was an incredible game and just insane stat lines from Tua, Jalen Waddell, and Tyreek Hill. Really just incredible. But I don't have to deny that they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And what do you think you need to see? Like, what do you think they need to prove uh, in order for you to, to consider them, you know, Super Bowl worthy or at least closer than where they are now? Do like, you think a win against Buffalo this week would, would put them in that category? Oh, absolutely. That would be a huge litmus test for Miami. Oh, they could beat Buffalo. Week. I think they'd have to be in that conversation at that point. Oh, for sure. But for this week, we're going to be denying it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Cincinnati and the Ravens uh, both dropped games this week. The Bengals are 0-2, the defending uh, AFC champions. So are the Browns, even though they did drop a game to the Jets, when Deshaun Watson comes back, are they the best team? And without Deshaun Watson, are they the best team in that division, buying it or denying it? I'll be denying it. Oh. So I'll, I'll throw a little mark my words in here right now. Mark my words, I still believe Cincinnati will win that division. Oh, bold. <laughs> they looked bad. They looked real bad. A, a Dakless Cowboys uh, and and a, a, what you say is a, a pretty bad Steeler team. Yes. So, but you yeah, still... Some bad losses, but mark my words, the, the Bengals will turn around and they will win that division. I mean, with the Ravens 1-1, one one, Browns 1-1, one one, they definitely have some chances. But coming back to this... Are the Browns the best roster? I do believe the Browns have a good roster. Yeah, I've loved their roster these last few years. And I, I would have loved them as a pick for maybe their division, and especially being contenders in the AFC playoffs, if they had Deshaun Watson the whole year. Yeah, oh, for sure. That would have been fun to see that. Really duking it out with, with uh, Lamar Jackson. That would have been some fun QB battles. Uh, all right, so moving on to the Chiefs, who have probably, maybe after the Bills, been the most impressive team so far. Uh, so some fans are saying that they're actually better off without Tyreek Hill. Are you buying it or denying it? I will be buying it. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Yes, I previously had this take early in the offseason that I liked the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver core more this year than I did last year with Tyreek Hill. They're not better because they don't have Tyreek Hill. They're just better because they're such a more well-rounded group. Yeah. I mean, with... Nico Hardman, MBS, Juju Smith-Schuster, and even Kelsey still more than they're just really good choices all around. Sky Moore as well, the rookie. I, I like Kansas City's 
wide receiver core more than I did last year. Yeah, I agree too. And I don't think we're uh, we're slamming Tyreek Hill. It's not knocking him. It's just like they have a lot of talent, and now you can really get to see all of it as opposed to Tyreek Hill, who demands you know like ten to twelve targets a game. Absolutely. So you're really getting to see, and I think you'll really get to see just how good Patrick Mahomes is this year. I mean, he's already, we all know he's fantastic, but uh, just kind of, it's not just a big 50-yard uh, bomb that the ball seems to be up in the air forever. It comes down and magically lands in Tyreek Gill's arms. I think you'll really get to see uh, just how elite Patrick Mahomes can be. Because some people seem to forget, seem to forget that uh, last, last year after that slow start. But moving on to the last one, we have Russell Wilson having some trouble in Denver to start off. He loses to his former team and barely is able to beat the lowly Texans. Uh, so fans are kind of, they're kind of whispering he might be a little bit toxic, a little bit stuck up. Do you think the Broncos uh, should have passed on him and tanked this year for the first pick? Would that be a better strategy than, than Russell Wilson? Buying it or denying it that that should be the strategy? I will be denying. Okay. Yeah. I still have bit of a wild, bit of a wild one there. <laughs> I have a, I have more belief in Russell Wilson. I mean, that franchise has been starved for a good QB for so, so long. Back to when Peyton Manning played for them, and not even in his last year did he play well. Yeah, that's true. So I believe when they had the opportunity to get Russell Wilson, I still think they made the right choice for their roster. All right, and that wraps it up. And now we have uh, a lot of predictions to get to for week number three. It's uh, it's already here, week number three. It goes by so fast, but that's part of what makes the NFL so great. Uh, now we got Thursday night game, a divisional game between the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. This is in Cleveland. And uh, on ESPN, it says 60% of people are with the Steelers in this game. Uh, which I really don't see the logic in that. Uh, they just dropped a game with the Patriots, got awful lucky against the Bengals. But uh, I guess people are a bit low on the Browns after uh, that loss to the Jets. And uh, hoping to get some more picks right this week than we did last week. Uh, so what are our overall records? They're not good <laughs> to start. I am 14 and 17, and Rob is... 13 and 18. Oh, awful. Uh, we apologize, <laughs> okay? Uh, we, we'll, we will pick it up. I promise that. Um, Disclaimer, Scott and Rob have never claimed to be professionals at this, and you should not listen to anything they say. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is true. Although I, last year, I was picking on a professional level, okay? <laughs> Scott can attest to that. <laughs> People but very good year in pickle. Yeah, <laughs> this year is just it's really hard. I don't know. Maybe I'm over-analyzing everything, but it just seems like... Just every game, I just have a tough time with it. But a uh, uh, pretty easy decision for me, at least in this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Cleveland Browns to beat the Steelers at home. I will go with Cleveland as well. Yeah, love the running attack. They're going to shred that, that Pittsburgh defense. <laughs> and as I've brought up in both episodes so far, do not believe in the Steelers whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think it'll be, it'll come down to some weird field goal. Uh as it often does with these division games. So it may it may come down to, you know, the final seconds of the game, but I think the Browns will win. And then we have the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. The Oh, what an awesome matchup, guys. Houston Texans against the Chicago Bears. Uh, this is ought to be a barn burner. Who do you have winning this one? I have the Houston Texans. 
Yeah, I do as well. Although 82% of people on ESPN are picking the Bears. Why? I have no idea. Kind of a shocking number. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe their week one one is really stuck with them. But still, even going into this season, I would have them as comparable teams thinking what would be in the basement. But I've liked what I've seen from Houston so far, looking more competent than I thought perhaps. Yeah, coming out of the gate for sure. So I'd like their chances versus a Chicago team here. Yeah. They just feel like kind of more of a, a togetherness than the Bears. The Bears kind of just feel like a mess at this point, but maybe that's just me. Um, so, yeah, it's both going with the Texans. Now we move on to a little bit more of exciting of a game. We got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, both these teams starting off 0-2, which is a bit on the surprising side. Um, who are you picking for this game? I have the Las Vegas Raiders. As do I. For a third consecutive week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, we're high on the Raiders, okay? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they ought to get this one against the Titans. So whatever team here loses, they'll be 0-3. Um, so <laughs> there's going to be some, some pressure on whoever loses this one. But I think the Titans fans kind of recognize that their team isn't as good as it has been. And this is going to kind of be like a rebuild on the fly type of year. That's what kind of what it feels like for the Titans. Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, just being crushed by Buffalo this week. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't feel like things are looking up there. There. No, they just they don't stack up against. I mean, like look at their roster. It speaks for itself. And losing the Giants. I mean, on the other hand, you have the Raiders. Oh, very, they very. Lost two very close games. It's really gave one up there to Arizona that they should have won. They were really in it with the Chargers. Yeah, crushing. And this is like. This is their year. Like this is the most talent they've had in a while. Absolutely. And so the pressure is on there. Like and Josh McDaniels uh, uh, has not had great success as a head coach. He's trying to change the narrative on that. But an own two start uh, is not what he pictured. <laughs> but I think they will turn around against the Titans. I think they match up pretty well against them. Uh, and then we got a one o'clock game, which is not going to turn out to be as good of a game as I first thought. But it's the Chiefs and the Colts, and I have the. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs beating the Colts, and I think they probably will blow them out. <laughs> I also had the Chiefs defeating the Colts. Yeah. Two teams just going in opposite directions <laughs> right now. But probably still division favorites, ironically. <laughs> yeah, the Colts um, definitely still have a chance to get together. I mean, you, as we said, the whole full of Tennessee is. I mean, yeah. Jack, even with Jacksonville getting one next week and Houston being what they are. The Colts should still be favorites in my mind, even with the the lackluster start of the season they've had. Yeah, I think that's the weakest division in football, in my opinion. I think it surpassed the the NFC least. I would agree. Because you know the Eagles are better than I thought. The Giants are kind of rising. The Commanders are eh. The Cowboys are eh. But I don't know. It's a bit more exciting now than it was in the last couple of years. Uh, and then we got the game that we kind of touched on a little bit, Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Both teams coming off 40-plus uh, point performances. Uh, so this is this should be a very exciting game with a lot of points scored. And who do you have coming out on top? I have the Buffalo Bills. As do I. I thought you might pick Miami in this one. I did make a little proclamation the other night that I believe the Bills and Dolphins will split this season series. I mean, Buffalo has completely had Miami's number in the past few years, winning their last seven matchups. Yeah, and destroying them in a few of those. Yeah. And two teams that are both just flying high coming into week three here. Yeah. 
could not be uh, more optimistic. I think both those teams are really loving where they're at, and uh, they both believe that they can win that game. Uh, pretty close line. Bills favored by four and a half. So, uh, yeah, I think the, I think the Miami Dolphins uh, really believe that they are contenders. Uh, then we got the next game in the window. Uh, it's the Lions and Vikings divisional game. And who do you have winning this game? I had the Minnesota Vikings. As did I. I was tempted. Oh, a little surprising. Yeah, I was tempted to pick the Lions, but I think the the Vikings are kind of like an every other team. Like one week they're really good the next week they're the vikings so i think they're due to be really good this week definitely some struggles last week versus philadelphia yeah i just couldn't seem to get it done at all no Kirk cousins just i don't know what was him with him he could just could not get the ball to anybody it seemed like like everyone was either just you know covered like very well or just he was not throwing confidently but just offense looked stagnant and looked like he should have had more picks than he did yeah oh my gosh some of the some of those throws like horrible <laughs> about three in the in that left corner of the end zone <laughs> and around the fourth quarter that that should have been picked and eventually it was but uh yeah so but you know they're a better team than the lions overall so i think even if they have you know one of their down games they still might be able to come out on top uh and then we got the baltimore ravens facing the new england patriots so patriots surprising us both and beating the steelers while the ravens choke one to the dolphins uh who do you have coming out on top in this game i had the baltimore ravens yeah as as did i (laughs) um (laughs) yeah just a better team than the patriots (laughs) all around yes 100 percent very very talented Baltimore team and New England as we've touched on a lot well they're, they're nothing on offense yeah just completely nothing nothing there and they will be a bottom feeder yeah this season and I think we'll prove that out this week as well yeah <laughs> I don't I would be shocked if they got to 500 yes. but, you know there is no 500 but if they got to eight wins I would give Bill Belichick a standing ovation because two defensive coordinators or a defensive coordinator and a previous special teams coordinator coaching your young quarterback like that is just terrible there's no logic in that it does not look like there was a good recipe for success in New England whatsoever yeah and I think people kind of forget how good Lamar Jackson is so uh he's gonna remind the world (laughs) but then we got the Bengals and the Jets a bit of an intriguing matchup uh Jets are you know throwing the ball a lot and uh generating some pretty good offense uh be able to pull off a miracle against the browns last week and the Bengals just looking awful to be quite honest the past two weeks absolutely incredible comeback by the jets against the cleveland browns yeah down 13 points in the last two minutes and able to pull it off just really great right it was a a 99 uh by statistics by espn 99 percent uh 0.9 chance that the jets would lose that game after chubb scored the touchdown uh, and then after the Jets scored their, their huge 66-yarder, still an 81% chance they lose the game. Then when they rec- the uh, they like, pick up the, the outside kick, it went from still like a 60% chance they were going to lose. So I don't know, like it's complete meltdown there. That's just unacceptable by the Browns. But For sure. Um, I still have the Bengals beating the Jets. Uh, so do I. Yeah, like you said, I think we both believe the Bengals will bounce back eventually. Yeah, sure. In, and I... Bengals playing the Cowboys last week. I was hammering, hammering the Bengals spread, thinking they could dismantle Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Yeah. But it's never happened. 
Yeah, that never happened. And ended up losing outright. <laughs> Ugh. Some craziness by the Bengals so far. Mm. But as I said, I believe that the Bengals are going to have a big turnaround, and unless we can start that for them. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Rush, not not a bad backup. As you know, as far as backups go, he had a pretty good performance last year as well. So maybe all hope isn't lost for the Cowboys. But uh, speaking of the NFC East, we have another divisional game between the Eagles and the Commanders. And uh, who do you have winning this one? I have uh, my upset of the week with the Washington Commanders taking this one. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> kind of a shocker there. The Eagles looked pretty darn good last night against uh, Minnesota. Yes, they did. But I believe that the Commanders have some good momentum coming in there, and their defensive line can really put a hurt on Hurts. <laughs> I saw what you did there. <laughs> but uh, Wentz. He's actually kind of impressed me a little bit. Like, he doesn't look completely lost out there. He's, yeah. he's, he's been generating some good stats. He's got a lot of yards, it's some touchdowns in there. Surprisingly impressive by Wentz and a little revenge game for him. Yeah. I think he's going to get it done and hand the Eagles right. their first loss of the year. It seems like a while ago, but only like, what, two years ago he was on the Eagles. Yeah. But, man, that seems like ancient history. <laughs> Uh, then we have the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, Panthers starting off 0-2, bit of a surprise. Uh, Saints coming in at 1-1, one one, kind of what they're expected, uh, for at least for me. Uh, I do have the Saints winning this game. As do I. Yeah, I mean, Panthers just, they just don't look good at all, man. Like, I don't know, like, Baker Mayfield was my pick for comeback player of the year, but I may want to take that back. <laughs> Eat my words. <laughs> Matt Rule 100% on the hot seat there. Yeah, oh my gosh. One. He's got to go. And... New Orleans, I mean, last week's pick. I, I like them versus the Bucks a lot as they've had their number, and their game ended up being close, but ultimately losing. But I've looked like I've seen support from New Orleans this year. Yeah. And they should be in the wild card chase in the NFC throughout the season. And they didn't have Alan Kamara last week, so it wasn't, uh, you know, New Orleans Saints football at its best. Mm-hmm. So a bit of, you know, kind of a, an encouraging factor for the Saints fans out there. Uh, and then we got the 4 o'clock window starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And I imagine we both have the Chargers winning this game? That would be correct. Okay. Yeah, I thought you might do something stupid there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Chargers looked pretty good against the Chiefs. Uh, there was a lot of opportunities for them to win that game, but couldn't do it. Uh, I haven't lost any confidence in the Chargers, though. I still think they they will win this division. And they should roll the Jaguars this week. Oh, do I? They're definitely a top contender in the AFC. Yeah. And we'll continue to prove it here. And they should be able to take advantage of a lowly Jacksonville being on the rise, but still a lowly team. Yeah. That they, they won their like guaranteed game of the year versus Indianapolis and Jacksonville. <laughs> um, all right, now we got the Los Angeles Rams against the Cardinals. Should be an uh, exciting offensive matchup. Uh, people are very low on the Cardinals this year, it seems like, but... Pulled off an impressive win over the Raiders. Who do you have winning this divisional battle? I have the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, I do as well. And people seem to be low on the Rams too, like which I never understood. But you know they, they're they're still they're looking like a good team. Like I feel like it t- it took them a little bit last year. It took them a little while to kind of really look like a like a legit contender. And uh, I think that's kind of just how it goes with. With some teams, you see a lot of teams getting off to slower starts. Like Tom Brady in his years with the Patriots, they always kind of started off a bit slow. 
and it got hot towards the end. I feel like teams that really started off strong, I don't know, maybe they're just using everything they got right away, and their their really good football is maybe already predicted by the end of the year. But, you know, we'll see. But, you know, for teams that started off a little mediocre, no need to worry. The Rams are going to be just fine. Uh, it is always about winning games at the right time. Yeah, and sustainability. Yep. Uh, speaking of winning games, two teams that won't win very many this year, the Falcons and Seahawks, squaring off against each other. Uh, so <laughs> the crowd's pretty split on this game. Who do you got? I have the Seattle Seahawks. All right, I have the Atlanta Falcons. So Seahawks are 1-1, one one, uh, but they look bad, like, or at least worse than the Falcons. I think the Falcons' offense is pretty exciting to me. I mean, they, they got scored 27 against the Rams. And uh, they almost beat the Saints. So, I don't know. They're, they're kind of a fun team to watch as far as bad teams go. But I could see this game going either way, to be quite honest. I, mean, I, I liked a lot what I saw from Seattle against Denver. And, I mean, Atlanta, I just don't see a lot of offensive weapons. They bring Kyle Pitts is great and all. But Drake London. And Drake Showing London. some flashes. I've seen some from him. But I believe that Seattle can take this one. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of an, my upset of the week, I guess you could say, the Falcons. Then we got America's Game of the Week between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Battle of the Bays. And uh, Packers don't have a great history going into Tampa Bay. They got smacked uh, the last couple times, including a heartbreaking loss in the NFC Championship game. So who do you have coming out on top? I have the Green Bay Packers. All right, so initially I was going to choose Tampa Bay, but I really liked what the Packers showed last week, so I also have the Packers winning this game. I mean, a lot of things going on in Tampa Bay there. Mike Evans will be suspended for this game. Yep. As well as, I believe, Chris Scott will be in doubt. A lot of a lot of banged-up receivers there in Tampa. And I think that Green Bay can take advantage of this. I mean, they've shown that their run game can really take over and control the clock on Tampa and just run it out on them. Yeah. I agree with that. And if Tampa can't move it down the field to their receivers, I think Green Bay is going to just hog the clock all night long. Yeah. If they can do that and keep Tom Brady off the field, yeah, that's that's a winning formula. But uh, one thing I want to just briefly touch on with the Packers is that, you know, the last couple of years they've had some really good teams, and just every so often they just tend to get smacked. And this is kind of a thing you, see, you saw when Matt LaFleur started coaching the team, who's done a great job in my opinion, but... There's just some something about they're, they're too, you know, they have a great, they have a regimen, they have a routine, and they have a game plan. And it feels like, feels like whenever that gets, you know, kind of knocked out, whenever they get smacked at the beginning of a game, whether it be an interception, a fumble, or really anything that just knocks them off their game plan, they, they just have no ability to come back. And as we all know, good teams, great teams, they always have a good comeback. And... I don't know. It just it kind of feels like they're unable to regain their footing and reestablish their their game plan. So hopefully that is kind of gone away with this year. But it's going to be something that I'm watching for all year long. And now we have the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. And uh, so San Francisco suffered a crushing loss, losing their starting quarterback Trey Lance out for the year with a uh, broken ankle, broken fibula. And uh, they got a tough game going into Denver. Who do you have coming out on this one? I believe the 49ers will prevail on this one. Yeah, as do I. As do I. The Broncos have not looked good so far. Yeah, they definitely have not lived up to expectations the Broncos have. 
and Jimmy G, everyone knows, is a very capable quarterback. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to right ship in San Francisco and lead them over Denver this week. I think, uh, you know, you probably obviously don't feel this way, we were talking about earlier, but I think the injury actually helps them for this year. I think they're going to be better off this year with Jimmy G as opposed to Trey Lance learning, you know, the game. As for the long term, it obviously doesn't help anything, but that's kind of the reason why they drafted Trey Lance. But I think in the near future, this team is better with Jimmy G, certainly for this year, in my opinion. I mean, that's that can be hard to disagree with. I mean, we didn't see anything earth-shattering from Trey Lance's first games. Yeah. But I've obviously always been a big Trey Lance believer. But I always knew that in the back of my mind, too, that you may be better off with Jimmy Garoppolo this year than Trey Lance. But for the future, you need to have Trey Lance getting that kind of opportunity to know if he's the guy. Yeah, exactly. And this is just another year they're going to have to wait, which could be, you know, precious time off from their, you know, Debo Samuel you know, George Kittle, these guys don't last forever. So, uh, yeah, it hurts for sure if you're a 49 fan. But at least you're a contending team. How many teams can say that, you know, they're just, like, as good as they as you know, as they were when their starting quarterback was playing when they had their backup coming in? Not, not many, if any. So, yeah. I mean, backup quarterbacks are really important. Injuries happen. So pretty lucky that Jimmy Garoppolo was not traded. And then we got the Monday night game between the Cowboys and the New Jersey Giants. Uh, Cowboys without Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, um, but more than capable, speaking of good backups. So who do you have winning this game? Should be close. I have the New York Giants in this one. Uh, as do I, yeah. I, I like this team with Brian Dayball as the coach. And we touched on this game a little bit last week as we believe that the Giants could actually have a pretty good chance to start off 4-0 here in this one. Yeah. And take advantage of a Prescott-less Cowboys there. I mean, Cowboys and Cooper Rush taking a win versus Cincinnati probably will come back to earth here yeah. in this game and not see quite as much offensive production. And Giants, who have been on a roll and seen some really good momentum in this one, I think they're going to be able to squeak out a win versus Dallas, but I believe it will be a very close game still. Yes, I completely agree. And the Giants, their next two games are easier than their first two. They, they beat the Titans. They beat uh, the, oh gosh, who did they just beat? The Panthers. Panthers. And now they got Cowboys and the Bears. So I think they're better than the Cowboys and Bears at this point. Um, and, you know, they should be favored in both those matchups. Um, all right, so that wraps up week one's picks. And now Scott is going to give you his premium bets of the week, his parlays, and what have you got out there, Scott, for your bets? So my week three, three-team parlay, I have these three teams all winning outright. I have the Las Vegas Raiders, the Houston Texans, and the Green Bay Packers. All right, you can you can uh, count on that to happen. Betting on Vegas, never a bad idea. And the, the Packers being my only underdog this week as opposed to my three last week. My parlay didn't go quite well last week, only winning <laughs> one of three legs. Actually, I'm sorry, I take it back. Houston is also an, an underdog. underdog in this one at plus two and a half. And then the Raiders being favored at minus two and a half. So my $10 parlay here can win me $72 here. Oh, that's smoking. <laughs> that is smoking. See that? I can't believe the Bears are actually favored in this one. 
Yes, they are by two and a half points. Wow, see that's like that is just a juicy one. Those are those are the bets you live for. Though, although I feel like we said that about uh, Pittsburgh against the Patriots and they disappointed us. <laughs> yes. But I mean that is wow. Okay, Vegas is doing it. Bet on that now before that changes because I got a feeling that those might change. Uh, especially the Tampa Bay one. I don't know if they updated it yet with the Mike Evans thing, but if they did, what's Tampa Bay? What's the line on that the Packer game? One and a half, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just kind of a home field thing, probably. Uh, hopefully the Packers, like, I, I think they should go down there probably, like, today or tomorrow. It's just they've had, like, horrible luck with, like, Southern California games, like San Francisco, L.A., and, like, Southern Florida, like, with Tampa. They just had, they can't make that adjustment for some reason, What for whatever reason. It's just that really warm weather and that, that distance. They just have a hard time adjusting. But, you know. Hopefully they can, they can find. I don't, I don't know if that's just, you know, a Matt Lafleur thing, or I have to check on that. But yeah, I like the Texans. I do have the Texans winning. Uh, I had also the Raiders winning and the Packers winning as well. So, um, all right. So that is, I think that's a wrap. Unless there's anything you want to add to this one. Not for me. All right. So we are out of here, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football action. Hopefully um, your team comes out on top uh, unless they are, you know, the Patriots, the Bears, the Vikings, the Dolphins, or the Jets. Uh, (laughs) But other than that, good luck this week. And this is Mark My Words with Rob. And Scott. And we are tuning out.